Hello, friends, and welcome to the Right Away Podcast. It is Thursday, August 4th, as we are recording. I'm Chris Kane with my co-host. AP Redflash. Good morning, JP. How has your writing week been? Good. It's you sound good. so excited to get back to a good week. <laughs> my writing week has been good. I put a schedule together because I have two projects going on at once, editing the project with Abe and then the Publish in Six project. And so uh, what I've been doing is every other day I focus on one of them and I have a goal for that day to complete. And so far it has been working out really well. I was able to draft 5,000 words towards the Publish in Six project and get almost, uh, I think I'm on like chapter nine of the book three draft, which is good. So far, so good. No complaints here. It's nice switching between the two because then I can let the other one kind of percolate in the back of my mind and then worry about it the next day. So I would say it's good. I'm also playing with publishing the short stories that I had with the like world building events and using AI generated covers for those. And that has been really fun to play with and use like a template and then put it into my drawing apps and correct it and fix it around and make it prettier. Um, That's what I've been doing. How has your writing week been? (laughs) It's been okay. So the kiddo finally went back to school yesterday after being a sickie all week. And I had a really good writing day. One of my goals has been to get up to, back up to 2,000 words consistently each writing day. And writing days are basically any day that the kid is in school. Generally, every month has about 20 of those. Some have less, some have 21. So that would get me back to about 40,000 words a month, which was my average before burnout. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a consistent level. But yesterday was the first day that I actually wrote 2,000 words. So that was very exciting. And I am wondering if I'm also going to have to do similar to you're doing in switching days on projects. I've been trying to do work on both projects in a day, which I have been able to in the past. I don't know if my brain's able to do that right now. Mm -hmm. So yesterday was only on the romance that I need to finish up. I think the writing day that I managed before that was only on the fantasy. So I may have to do similar but hopefully everything's gonna get the romance will get done in a very timely manner its release date is the first of october and they're only forty thousand words total so it should be good without stress that's the important part without stress (laughs) that's the key without stress yes so for this week the tarot card guiding our question is the moon would you mind describing the moon for us jp Yeah. So the moon upright keywords are illusion, fear, anxiety, subconscious, and intuition. Reversed, it is the release of fear, repressed emotion, and inner confusion. So moon card shows a full moon in the night sky. No surprise there. Positioned between two large towers. So moon in a lot of culty things is like the symbol of intuition dreams and consciousness its light is dim in comparison to the sun so it only slightly illuminates like the path to a higher consciousness winding between these two towers on the tarot card and then in the imagery there's also like a small pool which represents the subconscious mind and then various animals that represent 
just different aspects of our mind. So this is very much a card that, let's see, it's two cards after the tower, which would have been the like dark night of the soul. And so this is really digging into that like, what is the self? What is the true thing that I can trust in? And the question that this prompted, what are mirror characters and how do I use them? And there's two ways to approach this. There's the Brian McDonald way, which is he refers to them as clones, where the character throughout the story really holds a mirror up to the sides of the main character that are subconscious and brings them to light. And then, Mm -hmm. especially in romance, the mirror character and the mirror moment is um, right around the dark night of the soul, something like right after, I think. Um, the best friend, the sidekick, the mirror, stands up to the the main character and forces them to see what they really want out of the relationship in romance. Um, they actually want the relationship, what, what they need to give up, whatever it is. They mirror back to the character what they actually need to mm-hmm. reach a satisfying ending for that story. But the clone characters, the mirror characters in Brian McDonald speak, we talk about them more. And I'm curious how you use them. So I, the stories I have, they're always like two friends or like sidekicks. And they usually represent different aspects of the main character turned up a notch. So like in the story with Abe, our main character has a really strong brute-ish character who is just one that would do things more by force. And then they have another character that would do things more by like contemplation and thinking things through. Both of those are aspects of the main character. Those are just general aspects of you either do things by force or you think it through. And so they can really play off of each other and allow this main character to make decisions based off of do I go this direction or this way. So that's how I play with mirror characters as I look at ways to turn it up a notch. That's the easiest is the brute versus the like mental or like the smart one. I think in the publishing six one I have, it's more like the external versus internal or introverted versus extroverted. Whereas my main character is pretty much like ambivert. And then I have this one very extroverted high need for emotional connection and high need for this sort of approval of the external world. And then this other character who is more reserved and more introverted doesn't need that approval and actually shies away from it. And then we have this main character who's trying to find their place. And it's interesting, I'm thinking it through as I'm talking and I realize that the story is all about finding your place. And so these cr- these two characters were almost created without me even thinking about it because they mirror two strong aspects of how people find their place in the world. I think one of the strongest uses of the mirroring aspect is when you use it to enhance your villain or you use your villain to enhance your hero. And I don't know why this is the example that popped into my head, but Little Mermaid and Ursula, so Ariel and Ursula. <laughs> Ariel wants, she's a, she has a bit of a selfish streak. She's the baby of the family. <clears throat> she wants to do what she wants to do and she goes against her dad's wishes to do so. Um, so there's this streak of selfishness. Ursula is that to the max, where she doesn't care about anyone or anything at all. So there's this streak of selfishness. Ursula is that to the max, where she doesn't care about anyone or anything at all. Ariel tries to like keep it on the DL, like not affect anybody. She's like, if it if it's 
just affecting me than and flounder but in then why should anybody else care but ursula is like that taken to the max i don't care if it affects anybody else i'm gonna do what i want and i think that's one of the best ways to create really good villain hero combinations is using them as mirrors for each other definitely i also really love all of the tiktoks that talk about how ursula isn't really a villain but we won't go into Oh, I don't think it. I've seen any of those TikToks. I need to get on that oh, side of TikTok. I love it. Just because it's really about owning yourself and she's a shapeshifter, but yet she looks the way that she looks because she doesn't care. And then what she does is she shapeshifts Ariel to be what she wants to be, but without a voice to be like, you really need the voice because the voice is how you express yourself in the world. It's not how you look. Anyways. Next uh, on, I love right it. away, deep dive into Ursula. <laughs> no, I love Ursula. Yeah, and I'm trying to think in my in my fiction. So in a way, in a romance story, the main characters are a bit of mirrors to each other because the way mm. that you write a romance story is you write two puzzle pieces that need to shave off some edges to fit together because they both have wounds that the other can help heal. Um, not always written healthily. Sometimes it's like, this person will fix you. But we're not here about to talk necessarily about writing healthy stories. We're talking about writing stories. And so the other one tends to be strong in the thing that they're weak in and vice versa. And with my fantasy, nothing is clear in my mind particularly about mirror characters yet because I have a lot of ideas of how things are going to play out but um it's uh, the the one I'm working on right now I'm writing into the dark for the most part so I don't know exactly who is going to pop up and in and that's okay because mirror characters happen subconsciously if you're writing if you're pantsing like that's normal mm. one of the tools you can use if you are pantsing or writing into the dark or whatever you want to call it is to, you, is to look at your story in revision and say, okay, who has different aspects of my main character that I can highlight to strengthen the journey my main character is on? Yeah, definitely. That's why I really like the like use of theme because I think that it can really draw out kind of those characters. And I was talking with Publish and Six, like I had my theme, which almost subconsciously gave me those characters and even the villain who would be the poor reflection of someone finding their place but they almost find their place and um rudely establish it they're not really it's not the word isn't conforming but they're not adjusting or adapting to the environment but they're forcing the environment to adapt to them so they're like the poor reflection of how to find your place and that piece talking through it that was all part of the theme finding these pieces of how people can interact with that theme in different aspects and it's almost it's the same for the dark pawn work that i'm doing with abe where the main character is basically looking for their own inner strength their own drive to to fight and to understand and so that's do we use brute force do we use intelligence but then you have this other character who is just cruel and evil and all of these other aspects that they found their own strength by hurting others whereas this main character is searching for their own inner strength without the need to harm anyone yeah i don't remember what movie it was this is another brian mcdonald example where he was talking about clone characters and the movie's theme as he said it and i'm sorry i don't remember the, what the movie theme was was um 
if you're not busy living, then you're dying. Um, mm-hmm. And throughout, uh, it's a movie I want to watch just because of how he, he described it. But it doesn't help that I don't remember the name. But very early on, you see a character who dies because they were not embracing life. They were just letting life happen to them and life happened to be really crappy. And I think the main character is like in jail, just getting out of jail and having to figure out like how to live with purpose. And so you see multiple characters throughout that story, either losing their way and be either like fit, like literally dying, metaphorically dying in that they're just living and existing, but not thriving. And he uses those clone characters, those mirror characters, whoever the writer was, to show all of the possible paths that support the theme, the hypothesis of the movie. Yeah. I was also thinking about this is a show I've been watching recently that I'm trying to make you watch, Chris. Motherland. I, do, I haven't watched that one. I downloaded The Magicians. It's, okay. Motherland is less um, painful, uh, but I still love both. Love both a lot. But I've been watching Motherland, so I'm going to talk about it. Basically, it's this, like, witches are real. They, since Salem, have worked with the U.S. government, and, like, they have this whole witch academy, blah, blah, blah. But there are, like, three main characters, and they all come from different aspects of the world. So one is, like, weird, outcast kind of character. One is a character who didn't have to join the military but chose to to forge her own path. And then one is top tier, comes from a family of well-known witches and blah, blah, blah. And it's really fun to see how they've developed because um, they one gets more weird. One, as they're forging their own path, they forge it even deeper than, I'm trying to like not spoil anything, but they forge it even deeper than just joining the military. It's like they're finding their own self, their own truth. And then the most interesting one to me right now is the character who comes from this like expectation or this hierarchy, and they have almost nothing special about them. And they have to reconcile with the fact that other people are better than them and that their name doesn't carry the weight or the power. It's actually oneself. And so it's almost having to put up these reflections or these mirrors of these other characters, this character who is an outcast, who is so weird with what she can do. And it's like, oh, why can't I do that? Or this character who is forging her own path and who is learning things and is getting better at what she does and being like, why can't I be like that? And having to be like, I have to erase everything that was that brought me here and I need to find my own like truth. And I just really enjoy seeing these characters develop. And I think that it's because not only are they three main characters with three very different paths that they're taking, but they're almost like mirrors to each other in different ways. And I really enjoy that. Excellent. So now we all have to go watch Motherland. Yes, that was my plug. Please watch Motherland. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, my question for our listeners this week. What should we ask folks? I don't know. How do you develop mirror characters? How do you approach really drawing out what you want to tell with your main character through side characters and through villains and through mentors? Um, how do you how do you do that? 
Excellent. Animal We're about to failure. go record our Patreon episode, which is focused on business. And this week, we're talking about how to analyze a quote-unquote failure and deal with the emotions that come with it. If you would like access to that episode and many more, you can come over to www.patreon.com slash rightaway. See you later. Do, 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 do.